Well, hello, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you find us. Coming in your ears, around the world, around Australia. Thank you for joining the Mile of a Golf podcast for another episode. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Mike, Rocket, Ross, with a little bit of support from our friends over at Drum and Golf. And uh, the guys are here waiting. Uh, not too much to talk about, but I'm sure that we will find a way to fill somewhere in the vicinity of an hour. And uh, if you listen, we thank you. And uh, like, share, subscribe. Do all the wonderful things that helps this podcast get into the air. It was actually our biggest month uh, of podcast downloads in the history of the My Love of Golf podcast. So it amazes me every month that uh, more and more people tune in. So whoever you are around the world, some of you we do know and we love you. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. Let's get the guys in. They're waiting eagerly after the music. Gentlemen, good evening. It's uh, evening time here in Melbourne, Australia. Good evening to you. Uh, Magic Mike, I will go to you first. Oh, sorry, I called you Mike in the intro. Sorry, I forgot your um, your podcast name, Magic Mike. How are you? Handle. Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. It's been a busy week. It's only Tuesday night. Uh, sort of, kind of, yeah, I know it sounds silly, but forgotten what day it is. I've got that much on. Uh, Rocket, how are you, buddy? Are you well? So you know, you know, I'm informing. I've got the music uh, button right on cue. How are you, mate? You well? I'm good. I'm I'm recovering. 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 You're right up there. You had a weekend uh, batching last week, but you were still sort of recovered from post Melbourneitis. I'm sure you caught up in a few things. You've got a you've got something to talk about. You've got Rambo as your backdrop. Uh, of course, you want to see our backdrops. Mine's just a podcast uh, room here with uh, a few magazines, a couple of relic sets of golf clubs, a couple of nice pictures. Uh, a picture of my favourite place. Uh, still my favourite place. Mike had 37 points last week. Only 27 uh, on Monday. I'm trying. I'm still trying to influence you to make it your favourite place. I've even donned the hat of the PK uh, tonight. So if you're looking at me in the uh, YouTube, um, you can see me with the PK hat and the beautiful Mike Cocking artwork behind the PK artwork. Uh, what's your backdrop, Mike? Mine's uh, TPC Potomac where they're playing this week. Oh, well, so, if you're going to tell people the backgrounds and you're going to tell people that you're wearing a PK hat, you might want to tell people about your glasses. Oh, Because <laughs> that's going to be the Jerry one Garcia <laughs> Grateful Dead glasses. That's it. Well, Stevie Wonder's <laughs> introducing the room. <laughs> well, you will you will see. Uh, well, maybe you. I'm not sure. We do the photo at the end. The photo that you see on the Instagram. Follow that over at My Love of Golf. The photo we do at the end. So I might not have the sunglasses on at night. My I wear my sunglasses at night. Not always, but yeah. If you watch the YouTube, you have, you'll see my new sunglasses. Fresh look. Um, and I've got uh, one person to thank, and that's our marketing director, uh, Doc. Um, did Doc play golf last week with you at the other GMGA final finale? He did. Well. Uh, yeah, he did play with me, correct. Yeah, we did. We played together. We were partnered second to the last group. We didn't win. We thought Doc was actually going to win for a little while there. We thought uh, he was going quite well. He was going much better than um, myself and the other two in the group, but we didn't really know how the scores around the course were going. But um, no, nah, he had, he played really well, which was good. Uh, we, we 
uh, fun in fun call doc uh, marketing uh, he's marketing I'm sort of uh, admin and you two guys are um, you know stats data and content uh, doc is one of the great men of the great GMGA association that comes to Barnbooga with us and we've uh, self-appointed him as uh, marketing but he is uh, a marketing director of note um, just gives us a few little tips here and there you will remember when we went to if you asked about the glasses um i'm a gadget man uh my mum my late mum was a, a wonderful gadget lady she um loved a bit of home shopping loved a bit of uh you know getting the latest into the house um probably at most of my dad's behest uh she probably passed that on to me and i'm a gadget man and when we were at tassie i don't know if you remember if the doc pulled out his ray-ban uh glasses that can take a photo you know me with yes. my photos i'm loving the cameras there's probably several of them up stairs up above me i can only use one at a time but it was probably three up there well i had to get the glasses didn't i have a look at them i'm actually taking a video of you now video of you taking a video of me of me taking a video of you you can see that by the little light there oh so you can take a video with your glasses but you can't take a video with a drone of an of an eagle part <laughs> yeah no i still can't get that right but jeepers oh anyway um so i'm taking a video of you uh there you go and i can just press a button and now i can take a photo so it's Ray-Ban Google Glass, is it? Um, I don't know what they are, but I bought them. Doc sold me on them. He, I just had them on my face. Anyway, there they go. Don't tell Mrs. Doc's, Doc's also a gadget man. Yeah, that's why we get on so well. To, to marketing geniuses sucked in by the marketing. Um, if we've still got you, uh, three minutes in, thank you. Um, there we go. Normal programming resume. I can see everyone now. I've got glasses on. The last week in golf for me, uh, if everyone wants an update there, I played on Thursday uh, with the great Sam Doherty and uh, a couple of his cohort, uh, had 37 points. It wasn't too bad and um, enjoyed the round. Great company, great course, uh, Peninsula Kingswood, future home of the uh, President's Cup. And um, and then backed it up, uh, Drummer Golf have the annual franchise week this week. So what that means is all my fellow uh, Drummer Golf franchise colleagues uh, gather in Melbourne. We have a day of conferencing. Uh, it's also a day of awards. Um, most franchise um, businesses have awards for you know great performances. Uh, my business is up for an award uh, for the Big Swing Golf, Big Swing Golf Franchise of the Year. So let's see if we can get that two years in, in a row uh, tomorrow night. Report back on that next week. Uh, but we also have our annual golf tournament. So there's a stroke and a net uh, trophy, big trophy. Uh, the Bogle comes around and winds us all up. You know, if he wasn't a golfer, he could have been a comedian, Brett Ogle. Um, at least he thinks so anyway. He winds us all up and uh, we play golf. And I think I backed up my 37 points with about 25 on Monday and uh, had no chance of getting the chocolates. But, Mike, sorry to keep the Peninsula Kingswood theme going. I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. So we had the franchisees of every drum and golf store around the Australia. There's 50 of them. There's 50 of them because we're Australia's biggest. And maybe only two of them, three of them, had seen Peninsula Kingswood before. And the the... I could have started the petition for Peninsula Kingswood to be granted the President's Cup right then and there, and I would have had 50 signatures immediately. They could not believe how good it was. Um, that goes without saying. But the enjoyable part for me was uh, if you're a cricket fan, I'm not a massive... Mitchell Stark and Alicia Healy. I'm not a massive... I'm a cricket fan. I'm a sports lover. Uh, my knowledge and depth of knowledge in cricket is not great. I know who Mitchell Stark is. I've had the pleasure of meeting him once very briefly. He came in to buy a dozen uh, golf balls. I'd never met his partner, um, wife, uh, Alicia Healy. But, wow, what a wonderful couple. But what wonderful golfers they are! What wonderful golfers! So I had the absolute pleasure. Thank you to um, <coughs> to Drummer Golf to host them around Peninsula Kingswood. They loved it. They'd been there before. But um, just you know, this this journey of golf uh, keeps delivering, and they just you know delivered another 
wonderful couple of people that uh, enjoyed a round of golf with and uh you know since uh learning a bit more about their stories Alyssa winning the world cup with uh you know her also her, ba- her, her 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 batting performances in those last four matches mm-hmm. is something to behold absolute epic she just tore everyone apart she's the, she's the reason the women's team won the world cup yeah so you know i i worked i found that out and i worked it out beforehand and but you know as per you know we don't really go and talk about too much of that sort of stuff we just enjoy the golf but um meg lanning was also there the captain of that team she's a a drum and golf part of the drum and golf sort of connected ambassador family and uh they just loved the place and it was just just really good fun to hang out with those people and you know big deal uh hear some people say but um you know the it's just always uh seeing professional athletes be humbled by a game of golf, you know, be brought back to earth. I guess that's the point, you know, brought back to earth, realizing that um, they're elite at one level, but, you know, they all want to be elite at golf and they're pretty good. But, uh, you know, they, they, they just have great days and bad days like the rest of us and we just get out there and be normal golfers. So that was my uh, couple of days in golf. Um, not much else. A uh, good mail day uh, today, uh, gentle, last couple of days. Here, have a look at this. Now I did pay for these. I weren't sent. Uh, I did. I did support our fellow um, golf content people. Have a look at this. You won't be able to smell it, but my the, my um, original Stevie Stevie oh, yeah. Stevie Denims. My my stonewash Stevie had run out of smell <laughs> in the Nissan Navara mobile podcast studio, so I sent up an order to um, Old Salty, and they sent me down, uh, which I paid for, a couple of Stevie stonewashers. Uh, some great stickers. Uh, if, you, if you love a sticker and a golf sticker for the back of your laptop, uh, I've got some stickers here. Look at those. They're beautiful. They're old salty dogs. They, they do a great job. Yeah, I, actually, uh, I, very I, need, to, I not, need to place an order with the boys. You know, the, you always get a little nice little handwritten note and, uh, you know, it's wonderful. But uh, here, here's what I needed. This is what I really wanted. The Western Birch uh, old salty dog tees. Got some of them. So good mail day there. Uh, what else did I get? What else did I get? I tell you what, Mrs. I tell you what, Mrs. My love of golf. When I went, when during lockdown, and I, when I've been here working from home, and she's at work, it's like on a daily basis, the the front door is like delivery, delivery, de- delivery, and I go, oh, something for me, and it's always Mrs. My love of golf. Oh, it's another package from Zara, and it's just an endless stream of packages. Fair enough, and she tries them on, and most of them end up going back, and it's just a a cycle. Today there was. One, two, three, four packages for me, which is very unusual. Two golfers' journal magazines. I don't know why they turned up back to back. Uh, Eighteen and nineteen. If you love golf photography like I do, you know you can see that there. It's just beautiful magazines. So I got my subscription of that. I got my tees. Uh, what else? I got a uh, Peninsula Kingswood um, photo that I had printed by my photo guy, and there was like three big parcels. She filled right up. She was she was livid. There was nothing there for her. Um, anyway. It was a good day. Funny they see more than like if you get more than two packages. Feels like it. if you get two packages on one day, it's like oh oh, how much more stuff are you getting I, delivered I, here? I, this I, is ridiculous. And I know, for example, uh, Mrs. Rocket, she had three. She's had at least three packages every day this week. And then I had a couple of things the other day, and one of them was like a replacement leg for the caravan. She goes, oh. What have you ordered? I'm like, uh, a replacement <laughs> leg for the caravan. 
Anyway, uh, shout out to Old Salty. Thanks for that. Uh, shout out to Christian Hafer. He's got some nice photos in those magazines. And, um, yeah, whatever else. So shout out to Nary Warren Fine Art Printing because he's taken a couple of my PK photos and um, put them onto this special paper. And uh, I'm going to give one away one day. I'm going to get it framed and give it away um, because uh, yeah, I've got plenty of them. But, um, yeah, anyway, um, Mike, no chocolates for you at GMGA? No. Um, I would have had to shoot a good I – knew, I knew the way that the the uh, starts finished, I was so – the way that tournament starts, I'm already six behind the guy who was the leader. So I was always going to need to shoot around 75-ish, um, which is not even out of the question. But, um, yeah, scrappy par on one, scrappy – bogey on two and yeah then it was just uh was fighting the breeze from there it was very windy we didn't get any any rain which was good but um no it didn't i don't i think i felt like i was making i had uh anything between a six and 12 foot par putts all day and that just drained me i uh, i couldn't catch up uh so, shut up. so sergeant brennan couldn't arrest the lead and the bandits got away well, it was actually, no, it was actually a very, very, very tight finish because um, we had the, the leader group behind us. So we kept sort of peering back to see what was going on. And uh, there was the leader who'd started on 10, the second who'd started on eight type of points, and then Scott had started on seven. And I think they worked it on 17T, which is a par three. They were all tied, all three. Um, mind you, the person who was in second was on 29 points before his head start through 12 um, and then had a couple of wipes or a couple of poor holes and the leader went 3.3.2 point and all of a sudden it was very close. So it all came down to the last hole. And in the end, uh, Stableford off the stick, I think it was the leader had 36 and second place had 37, but because he starts on 10 and the other guy starts on 8, he, he got up by one, which was halves, which is, uh, which is good because he was, he was the best player all year. So it's it's always good to see that person win. So, yeah, he um, mm, would have smarted, smarted, but... It's funny. We expected the bloke who finished second to be quite disappointed. Um, but to be fair, he did... So being... Sorry, I'm jumping around a little bit. But being in the second to last group with Diesel, the president, the... I won't say we're the most knowledgeable golfers, but we always are referred to as the, you know, if there's a if there's anything that needs to be sorted out in regards to rules, we'll be asked. And um, I think it was about the, I don't know, the 12th or 13th hole, we got a phone call and we needed a ruling because the leading group, someone said an air swing on the tee, missed the ball on the tee, off the tee. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, that's a shot. There's no Zach Johnson. There's no Zach Johnson. That's it. It wasn't a practice swing. He tried to hit it. He missed it. That's a shot. So what was the out of uh, my put my golf rules questions podcast hat on, which uh, Blakey still yeah. got going? What was the question? What was the, the question? Was is it a shot or is it not a shot? Does he get does he does he get a penalty on top of it? Is it they they had no idea. So, so we just said no, no. It's just the the shot was, that he missed it. Was there, one shot? But there wasn't a question whether whether someone was saying no, no, no. It was a practice swing. No, 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 oh, no, okay. no, no. He Good. was like, no, no I, I fair dinkum missed it. But the funny part is, well, not funny, but that's the guy who finished second and lost by one. Oh, so, um, yeah, poor Corker. Corker's uh, had an air swing and, uh, and he was on 29 points through about 12 and uh, finished on 37, later finished on 36 but with the 10 versus the eight head start. He got him by one. So, uh, yeah, 
And, and probably the, the only thing Harves did poorly was he had a 40th birthday on Saturday night, so he didn't get to come out at the Sorrento Hotel mm. uh, um, and, and make use of the jacket. I don't want to be disres- sound disrespectful to Corks because he's, he's played very well all year to get into that position, but mm. what, what does he play off? I want to say Corker would be low to mid-20s, 22 to 25-ish, somewhere around there. So what's he doing having an air swing on the tee ball? Oh, don't know. Don't know. Don't know. I mean, yeah, I can't, I can't even answer it. I, I, I don't I've know. Had a, I've had a hosel on a par three in Division yeah. 1. It doesn't matter. But you yeah, made but contact. You contacted it. <laughs> Like, I think, yeah, to but be honest, there wasn't think, a lot of contact. It I was, it think, was, it I was, think not it was far nerves. from being on the other side of the hosel. Yeah, and it was the same. I think it was nerves. I, I mean, I would say that if I'm him, and I'm on 29 points through 12, and I'm, th- and the boys were winding him up, like we could hear him saying, "No, oh, it's your solution from here." And they, you know, every oh, time it was about oh, to, yeah. so they're winding him right up. The pressure, and the then jacket. he's missed the ball off the tee. So, um, yeah. But anyway, they all had a good year. All the boys. Um, it was a very, very big night. I think. Uh, Big thanks to Sorrento Hotel and then the Conti, the, the newly opened Conti, which I don't think we left uh, the back dance floor until about, you know. So what you should do is if anyone, if anyone chokes, if anyone's got the lead going into like the last tournament and someone chokes, they should get like a ceremonial Greg Norman Akubra. You should find one of those ones on eBay, right? Well, the, whoever the leader is, if they don't close it out, they get they actually get the. I don't want to make this all about GMGA, but I'll give you one quick story from one of our early years. We didn't do the same FedEx Cup style finish. We used to just play Stableford, and it was your average Stableford score over the year. But if you won an event, you got one Stableford point added to your average. So if your average over the year was thirty six, and you won one event, at the end your number was thirty seven. But if you won the final, you got one and a half points. Oh. And so the president, Diesel, had gone into the final round. I'm pretty sure it was Moona Links. Um, almost unbeatable. Like he almost had the tailors out to fit himself for the jacket. And uh, that event, the final, came down to a putt-off because we, we had two people tied. <laughs> and it was a Nick, Nick Serrano and Corker again. And they had the putt-off. And I think it went through about three or four different iterations that we couldn't get a, a winner. And we finally got a winner it was, and it was... It was Serrano. Nick wins. But because he got his one and a half points, he actually ended up beating Diesel for the overall by like 0.02 of a point or something ridiculous. It's so Billy Horschel him. He absolutely stole it from him. And we do mention it to Diesel a little bit because we, we have a champion's dinner every year. So every time we have a champion's dinner, we have a nice photo and uh, Diesel gets the first photo. It says, here you go, mate. You missed out. Bye bye. Oh, dear. So Harvey, uh, Timmy Harves will be uh, picking the champions end of this year. So he'll be uh, he'll be picking where we go out for dinner. Well, Rocket, I'll come to you in a second. But there are tales like that in in golf, uh, left, right, and centre. Um, one of the tales in golf that I wanted to just give a shout out and thank you to is um, uh, the Mile of Golf podcast got a mention on one of Australia's top rating overall podcast, not a sports podcast, but overall podcast, the Dylan French uh, show today. Uh, Dylan Buckley uh, interviewed Ryan Pappenhausen, who is obviously, uh, I've known Dylan through his journey through football into golf. I fitted him for his first set of golf clubs. He just got a new set of Callaways. And he was interviewing Paps. Uh, Paps is a great bloke, drum and golf ambassador, two-edged exotics ambassador. And um, <laughs> they started talking. They gave us a bit of a shout-out. Dill uh, was very kind with his um, generosity and and 
giving us a shout out. So thank you to Dill. It's a great podcast. Um, Dill does a wonderful job interviewing uh, all sorts of people, not just sports people, but just all sorts of interesting people. So uh, please go and check uh, Dill out. He will get Dill on the golf course very soon. Um, passionate golfer. Um, gets a bit nervous on the tee. It's always interesting to see the athletes who get nervous on the tee. You know, they can kick goals in front of 50, 60, 100,000 people, but, um, you know, put five people watching them hit a white golf ball around and they get a little bit jittery and I always find that uh, fascinating. Um, Have you been paying close attention to football? Because they're not that accurate these days. <laughs> no, Dill's old school. NZ Bagful. Dill was, Dil was out of the back very fast. He was his carry... Give it off. Uh, he's got a few goals that he likes to um, remind everyone that he kicked against. Uh, oh, who did he kick him against? Melbourne. And there's a couple of other great ones that he kicked. Um, just have to listen to the podcast. He probably he's like me. Um, he's good at reminding people of the his, his achievements. Um, anyway, thanks, uh, Rocket. How are you, mate? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, good. Um, got your Rambo uh, backdrop up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, congratulations, congratulations to both of you guys. No, no. Did, did you pick up Rambo in the end in the tipping? No, you didn't. No, no, he was top of the data lake, but yeah. I don't don't like the favourites. You and I went away. The rocket does. Rocket, rocket. your strategy was 100% spot on. And it could be, a ma- it could it, be the master's track. It was a weak enough field and I thought, I, I need to just be aggressive and just I needed a win. Hmm. And so selecting Rambo. And, uh, yeah, I, was, I wasn't watching the tournament because like, pfft, Who's who's going to watch the you know the burrito cup? Um, I wasn't. I All know. I just wanted him to do was win. So I was a bit nervous with about four or five holes to four yeah. or five holes. To one hole to go. Yeah, yeah. drive got- on eighteen wasn't wasn't great. <laughs> Lucky I wasn't watching it. No, that was probably the, <laughs> the bits and pieces that I watched was just. And unfortunately, oh. I didn't watch a lot of golf this this weekend. You know, Mr. Rocket was away back down in Melbourne for a couple of days. So then I was having to do all the house stuff. And then by the time she got back, I was a little bit sick for a couple of days. So a bit of laid up for a few days to try and sort of rest. Well, so. I was, as I was following on the results and I started to sort of postulate about my pick and, you know, I had Abraham answer. I thought, well, I should, you know, if there's any other sort of local orientation, um, you know, I'll pick Abe. And Abe got some money. Like, I, I'm not sure if I've missed many cuts at all during the journey, but, yeah, I've not picked the winner, but I started to think about the the Rambo selection, and the more I thought about it, the more it absolutely made perfect sense to to go with it because, you know, my my theory, and I think I mentioned last week, was to sort of hold him in that pocket there for maybe one of the upcoming majors. But, you know, I was listening to people talk about the Open, and uh, it was Lee Westwood actually. Lee Westwood talking to I've, I've actually fallen. Um, a little bit back in love with the Rick Seals podcast, his interviews he does. He's got a producer now and I went off it for a while, not through because I don't like Rick Seals or anything like that, but I just stopped. I didn't have the occasion to listen to it and I've started to listen to it a little bit and it's it's actually quite good. The guests are good and he, was, he had a great interview with uh, Lee Westwood who I just love listening to. He's just, he's just delivers it straight down the line. Um, he's got the dry sense of humour. He gives it to Rick. It's, it's, it's good fun to listen to, but... Um, Back to the point, uh, he was talking about the field at this year's Open and it's obviously everyone wants to play. I think it's going to be one of the most stacked fields of top-level golfers. And why would you pick? Why would you keep Rambo for that? I guess who do you pick? But So anyway, back to you, Rocket. It was a masterstroke. Well done. Yeah, so it was good. Unfortunately, I didn't get to watch a lot of golf this weekend. So I, I know I made the call out for the, the women's event and I want to go back, at least watch the final round because I just want to see the course. Um, 
but yeah, so it was unfortunately not a lot of. I watched a little bit of the women's oh, event. Actually, I do. I, now I do remember why. Also, wasn't watching it because it was NFL draft this weekend as well. So nice. Friday, Saturday, Sunday had me pretty cooked in the morning as well. So even though I was laid up in bed and snuggled up, I did have the alarm set so the you know, draft would come on. So it's like I would open an eye so I could watch the draft. <laughs> and no, uh, I, um, any for the draft followers, anything there that you need to report in on? Uh, nothing major. No, it was quite. It was probably one of the more sort of. There's lots of little bits and pieces in terms of tra- teams trading up into different positions and stuff like that, but it was nothing, nothing bombshell, earth shattering, you know, so to speak. Okay. Um, so, Mike, we and um, you were talking about Rocket. Um, what was Scotty's character? What was the Scotty's character name again? Sergeant Brennan. Brennan. Uh, I, th- I think. Scotty might have been fairly impressed with your knowledge about his uh, backstory and, and character. Uh, yeah, you, you might want to come onto the podcast. Uh, there was a communica- there was a communication, and maybe you're the man to lead that interview, Rocket. By the sounds of it, no, <laughs> no background needed. <laughs> no background needed. It's just all, all you. It's like it's it sounds like it's almost font like knowledge, like you had with the shark, which many 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 people came to me and congratulated uh, us, but you know more so you on. Um, I was with one of the, one of the colleagues today, who's a, a, a director of drum and golf, and he's probably the first ever high level drum and golf person that came to me and said, um, and he's not a golf director, he's like a retail specialist that came onto the board, and he came up to me one day, and I was trying to sort of keep the fact that I was doing this golf podcast a little bit quiet, a little bit secret, like because I don't know, I didn't, you know, I didn't know what was going on, and I didn't know how they'd react to it. I just thought, well, I'll let them react when they find out and we're at this meeting much the same as what I was at today and uh, he walked up to me and he just slapped me on the back you'll be listening Chris um, shout out to Chris uh, he slapped me on the back and said Ross I love what you're doing with the podcast and like it was just in front of everyone and I was like oh okay it's, <laughs> it's out it's out now um, anyway Chris came to me today and just wanted me to pass on his uh, congratulations to your font-like knowledge and recall of not just the 86 and 96 and the bits and bobs that went on in and around the shark around that, but just all of those other tragedies. All the, all the other tragedies, I rode them all. The, the, they, they, was, they, are, they are etched in yeah, the memory. But no one no one really sort of thought about it and you just had it there like front of mind. It was great. Um, so he, Chris wanted me to say thank you, as did a number of other people. Um, thank you. I had a couple as well. Yeah. A couple of boys on the weekend said that they were amazed at your knowledge. Thought they knew a bit about Greg Norman, but yeah, you had him covered. Uh, Appreciate it. Oh, there he's, he's gone. He's gone. If you're watching the YouTube, he's gone. He's, he's gone a little bit embarrassed, a little bit red, but that's uh, that's good. Um, talking about you know your boys from GMGA watching, uh, listening. Sorry, uh, and they can watch. Um, Scotty McGregor listened. Um, it was actually congratulations to both of you. Uh, our highest number of downloads in a single month in the history of the podcast uh, last month. I just sort of share that with you firsthand uh, as the month rolls over. Yeah, overnight success takes a long time. Well, you know, what I do know, the consistency that you guys are prepared to front up with week in, week out with the the level of depth and breadth of research that we do, the planning that goes into it all, the um, coming together. Or or don't. All right. Um, Okay. (laughs) Someone messaged me. That's me. You know, just like someone messaged me and said, "Yeah, listen to the podcast. It's great." And I said, 
Really? I said, just three blokes just jibber-jabbering about golf. And people people want to hear this type of conversation. And now I talk about what people are telling us. It doesn't sort of make it like that. But it just blows me away every week that someone says, oh, I just love listening in. And it's like being part of the conversation. And, you know, you guys talk about the stuff that goes through my head or the stuff that I want to talk to my mates about, but they don't understand it. And I wish I was sort of having that conversation. And you guys make me think that I'm having a conversation like that. Yeah, so what if it goes around in circles and, you know, sometimes you get the tips right, sometimes you get them wrong, sometimes you even get to give the tips. Um, but it's fun. Um, I've got a new listener from Scotland just now and, you know, just now on Instagram has been teeing up around a round of golf. Um, it's just fantastic. I love it. I just love it. So thank you to you guys for being part of the continued success. Um, well, and, well yeah. the thing is that all we're trying to do is um, – so, so, like, everyone can listen to, you know, you know, there's the ones that I listen to, right? It's like no laying up, fried egg, um, and shotgun start. They're quite common, right? That's more about they're focused on the news and the events and other bits and pieces, and they've got the interviews. <clears throat> I think what we present as unique is that we're just the average Joes, and we're talking about, yes, we talk about events and things like that, but we talk about things that are just normal stuff that happens every day. People that might be not so much gearheads, but we, we love sort of some of the older stuff. Like I'm a bit of a nerd and we've, I've talked a little bit about why I like buying some of the older stuff now because of oh, I wasn't able to afford some of that when I was a kid and growing up. So it's like it's like this little bit of nostalgia that I want to grip onto. Um, we talk about just, you know, like Mike talking about the GMGA, talking about just a group of blokes just doing fun things, right? So people that might be listening to this might go, Hey, we should. There's a heap of us that do that. Why don't we go and do that? Or just things that normal people that enjoy golf like to do. And all that we ask of those people is if they get something from it, that's great, but also help share the message. So, you know, share this podcast and other things that we do with your fellow golfing colleagues to spread the word because that's all we're trying to do. We're just normal blokes trying to do stuff. Like I was thinking about it today. Like, before we're talking about this, what when you said, what do we got to talk about? And I said, my journey on trying to teach the, you know, introducing the trio to to golf, right? So how many other people out here that are, that are um, trying to bring their kids or introduce their kids to golf? How, where do they start? What, what are the things they need to think about? Because like for me, me thinking about what I had to do to go to get introduced to golf, some of it I'm like, uh there was no real plan or strategy. It just sort of happened. I didn't really have lessons. There's all these other things where it's like, I've got this other knowledge. I'm like, I want to put them on the right path a little bit earlier so they can probably enjoy it more a bit later, but at the same time, I don't want to make it not fun. So so it's like, what's that journey going to be like? And me being able to share some of those stories and and maybe that helps someone else that's a listener out there. And that's it's all we do. We try and have fun. We share stories. People can learn some stuff. People can sit out in their back porch, you know, having a liquid liquid sandwich, you know, easy listening. That's what we're about. Uh, you know, maybe if I'm a little bit sick again, I can get that deep baritone radio voice the going. baritone radio voice. Um, how old are the triple A's? 11. 11. Okay. Uh, we don't usually put shout-outs for, for, you know, we don't have a – 
official sponsor you know i say that we are supported by drummer golf of course they afford me the time to be able to do this and now i'm a little bit more free to talk about the world of drummer golf and as you know you can get anything in golf at drummer golf uh but we don't usually do shout outs for sponsorship and this is not planned nothing's really planned uh if you are a coach in brisbane uh you want to take on a project of coaching some triplets 11 year old triplets obviously obviously the rocket man you know has got golf lessons to pay for times three we know the cost of a golf lesson if you want to take on a project and you know give insights into the the world of coaching juniors in specific triplets um reach out and we'll pass you know we might be able to pass you on a, a, a candidate two, two boys and a girl i've already gone and signed up for this term we're at um uh golf central near the airport oh yes so uh quinton who's the the pro that pro there he's he's just had a He's just had a bubby, and so he's just come back. We had Kieran last week. He's gentle giant. He's a very good, very good man. I'll keep it on. So they're week, they're week two, uh-huh. um, and I was almost going to go run off and, you know, I wanted to buy them little clubs and stuff like that, and they were getting all excited about different head covers. And I'm like, I think I need to temper myself. Like, let's let's find out if it, at week 10 they enjoy it. And then so the thing, um, thing we, we I talked about with them tonight so on Saturday, um, planning to go up to uh, Drummond in uh, Virginia, so Wayne and Lona. So I want to go in there and see, see if we've got, whether or not we've got them stock or anything, just get one or two kids clubs each. And I'm, I've taken a little bit of a leaf out of the Scott, Scotty Scheffler book and I'm thinking, how do I get them to start to learn how to, to grip it properly? So I want to get those clubs with the, the training grips on them mm. from the start. So like... I- they can have good technique right from the start. So, I might have. So they're they're actually really excited about you know the trip up the the trip we'll do up the freeway um, to uh, Drummond, Virginia. I might have a couple of few, I'll have to find three. There's no good having a couple because that would be terrible for sending a couple. Maybe if one one's better than two, um, but three is better. I might have some of those uh, that I've had for ages in the shop. Um, speaking of Wayne and Lona, <laughs> once again totally unplanned. Uh, I was with Wayne and Lona or today, but yesterday uh, we were on the range at Peninsula Kingswood and you may have seen me uh, post some pictures uh, previously about the full swing golf kit, which is the, the launch model that Tiger Woods is um, developed with conjunction with um, full swing golf, which he's an investor in. So as Jeff Ogilvy uh, said, when I let Jeff Ogilvy hit it at the Vic Open, pretty confident if Tiger's got his name on it, that it's going to be good because he is the out and out, Nothing nothing gets past him if it doesn't work. I was demonstrating it to all of my colleagues because uh, I've been testing it out, and Wayne was one of the first ones to come up and have a hit. Uh, he was warming up, wasn't hitting that great, and I might have had a bit of a, you know, secretly trying to put some of my colleagues off. I thought I might have fancied my chance on home turf. That backflipped pretty quickly after a double bogey, double bogey start, but I thought I might just try and get into the head of a few of these uh, players on the range, and, and Wayne wasn't hitting it that great, but he was enjoying hitting it on the full swing kit. Lona was there. I said, oh, day, Lona. Uh, just thanks for looking after Rocket with his travel bag, and she said, oh, it was great to meet him, all that sort of thing. Well, guess who goes out and shoots 74 and wins the bloody thing? Wayne Rostron from Drummer Golf Virginia. Congratulations to you, Wayne. PGA Pro working at Drummer Golf Virginia, coaching out of there. He's got a big swing venue. Uh, it's one of the newest stores up there at Virginia, which is stone's throw from the Sharks old course up there yeah. in, in Banyo, yeah. Virginia, Virginia Golf Club, where the great Shane Tate played, where Greg Norman played. Big shop. 
big shop, got the big swing golf on the right. Uh, sound like very much like an ad, but uh, I just thought Wayne he won the won the won the event. Uh, shot seventy four. When you know there's there are some fantastic golfers in the drummer golf uh, franchisee fraternity. Many many PGA golf professionals, uh, many many scratch and plus markers, and probably you know there's a couple of teens, uh, you know low teens, tens. Me, it's sort of five six sort of thing. Plenty of a couple of me, but or the thirty. In the Stableford, 34 points was the highest. The pins were tucked, like tucked into those gnarly, nibbly, nibbled-in pieces of uh, the Peninsula Kingswood Greens. You played north or south? North. We played north. And the, it was short tees, but the pins were all tucked in behind, and it was just – it was brutal for uh, the people that had never seen it so, before. So it's like first hole would have been like that that sort of back right pin or something like that? 100% up near the uh, – this is how my first hole went um, – I was flying the drone, taking some pictures. I did the staff shot on the putting green with the drone. So I was, and fortunately it was a shotgun start. I had T position 1A. Uh, you know you've made it somewhere in drum and golf at the franchisee day. If you get 1A, uh, you're playing with the chairman and the ambassadors. Something's gone right for you. So they must have been reward for taking the group photo. I had to pack it all up and I ran to the T. G'day, Elisa. G'day, Mitch. I'm Ross. How are you going? Uh, let's go. Whacked the four iron down the middle. Pulled out my nine iron, just lasered it at the pin. I thought, yes, I'm on. This trophy is mine. I'm, I am ready to accept winning into back into my life. I'm ready. I get up there. It's pitched next to the pin and rolled into the bunker. Right at the time when Brett Ogle comes running up in a in a car, going, "Guy, Flano, how are you going? Where? What are you? Where? How did you hit it? Why did you hit it there, Flano?" Uh, I try and lob it out, short-sided. I hit it off, uh, talking about nearly missing it. I shouldn't laugh. I nearly missed it, uh, trying to nip it up. And um, and I hit it pretty much back down to where I hit the second shot from. Ran off the front of the green, down the hill, and back down. Made a six. Made a six. There's a start. Welcome to God. And then, with, let me guess, two was back right? Yep. Two was uh, back right. And I've hit a, thought I'd fly to six iron, compressed it, Bit of a fade into that back right pin, and um, the wind caught it and pushed it right of the right bunker into the bush. And anyway, nearly made a birdie on the next, but it was gone. It was made a birdie on the fourth, and but it was done by then. Anyway, it was, was the pin on six front right? Uh, six, yes, uh, six up the hill, yes. Yeah, yep, yeah. nice, nice. Uh, that's yeah, the worst, front, that's the hardest pin on the planet. And once again, I was still sniggering. I, I walked up there. Uh, Mitch hit his ball down up up there off the um, off the fifth, and uh, and someone's over the back left there. You know how you can't go at that because it just feeds everything down to the left. I said, oh, the old left old, old left pin got you there, did it, uh, Kevin?" And they, oh yeah, and everyone was down there. And of course, yeah, that's when it all unraveled. Anyway, oh, it was good. Uh, Brett Ogle, very funny man. Uh, congrats, Wayne and uh, Lona. Thanks for looking after the rocket. We've got your new customer. Oh, and the, and they got to meet the trio too when I bought the bag. Oh, really? They were with me. Yeah, they're with me. So we'll we'll be back there again on Saturday. Can't wait. Oh, well, uh, make sure you book a big swing um, simulator session and, and try the showdown. You know, there's all the sports games anyway. It's all good fun. Um, good, but keep them at it. And if anyone does want to uh, offer up some uh, lesson time, just hit, hit us up. No worries. Uh, what's next? So Pete. Uh, so we had Rambo, he won. Uh, anything else of any note that you guys watched? I didn't watch uh, much of it. I was too busy making a full swing kit video with Jeff Ogilvy and yada, yada, yada. The, uh, 
Rambo did win mm. and Rocket did pick the winner in the tips. I should go for everyone else that had Rambo because there was a couple of others. Uh, Chipper, Dion, uh, the Brown Hornet, Roe Adams, Zach Ginevra, Nick Bloody Smith, the doctor. <laughs> Didn't he let us know it too, by he the way? He did. He did let us know. And Rocket all had uh, all had the winner. All had John Rahm for 1.3 million going in. Um, Shermanator still leading. Shermanator at just over 7 million. Nomadic Golfer 5.6. Public Golf 5.5. Golf Labyrinth 4.9. Doctor up into 4.8 and very proud of himself in fifth. Uh, can, for us, Rocket I can, is, I can I can feel I can feel this middle part of the season. <laughs> Rocket Rocket's just catching fire. He's flown. He's rocketed, as they would say, up to eighteenth. Um, he's not that far. You, you really only one win out of the top five. Uh, I'm in thirty second at two point six, and Roscoe two point four thirty six. So, yeah, we're down the back. Lang- just languishing, so, yeah, uh, you know, languishing. Thirty thousand. This is this is must have feel to be a PGA Tour player. Just you know, finishing mid pack and watching, you know, a handful of your mates getting you know winning seven million, and you're just picking up thirty grand checks a week and just slipping back down the, the leaderboard. Um, oh, Aaron Wise this week. I I thought I'd got onto an absolute flyer. He was, uh, I think he shot seven under round one, and then he had seventy five in round two. Maybe he's five under, six under. But he basically, he's, he's finished T6, 14 under, three off the lead with a 75 in round two. So I'm a bit disappointed with that. Any sort of form, he really should have been giving Ram a shake for that, for that win. Um, and you had Abe Answer, was it? Yeah, Abe I had, I had uh, Abe Answer. Yeah, so he was just plugged around that sort of even part. He finished six under. But yeah, the guys that were... Bit compressed in the middle, but yeah, obviously Ram uh, and a couple others kicking away up to 16, 17 under. Uh, Tony Fina, the perpetual second place getter, uh, was up there. Mm. Kirk Kitayama. Yeah. Was Kirk Kitayama the Kitayama that played in Europe for a wee bit? Yeah. Yep. Same, okay. same man. So back uh, back on the US tour now. Um, playing good golf, actually. Played yeah. very good golf. Um, and he he had 64 round one. So he was, he was one of the tied leaders at the start of the week. Um, but yeah, Fina around four sixty three course record. So someone else caught shot course record in the morning. I can't remember who it was, but um, yeah, they ended up getting beat in the afternoon with uh, Fina sixty three, and someone else was. Every time I hear Tony Fina, I think about where 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 is he be now? I can't. Yeah, I've, no, watched I can't those, I've watched all those. I've watched all. I watched the Chris Vernon interview with the subpar guys. Yeah, and then I've started watching all the other videos where there's certain little names that he's come up with yeah. people. And I'm like dying of laughter, like the Will Zalatoris one. You know, sounds like he's in a shop, a shop in a shopping mall. The the Tony Finau, he is you can't get it out of your head once you hear it that in that song. You cannot. Yeah, apparently, um, I've got to find the footage. But apparently, when he's on the 16th at uh, TPC Scottsdale, the crowd are yelling it out. Of course. So what, what happened? Um, I've missed it. I haven't heard it. But so so you know. It started in 2019. This guy, Chris Vernon, does these the Masters update. You've seen the one where he's talking about there's nothing going on in Augusta and he's got the glasses on with the gold chains and the green jacket and yeah. like the oh, mascots yeah. behind he's him. Got yeah. Like, yeah, bees dancing behind him. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's just, and, and it's like, and he's just reading off the leaderboard and the, the guy who's his producer, they're just, there's no script or anything like that. It's just, it's, it's all ad libbed on the spot. And he's like, 
Tony Finau's two under. Tony Finau, where is he be now? And it's like, it just, it just kept going and just repeating stuff over and over again. And some of the names and some of the little things that he would just make up, like the Will Zalatoris, like Will Zalatoris, he goes, Will Zalatoris, he sounds like a store in a mall. Will Zalatoris sounds like a store in a mall. <laughs> it's like, it's just all these little lines and it's just, it's like seven or eight minutes of just some mm. of the funniest stuff where he does, like after each round, he does this little clip and it's just taken off. Like it's absolutely just taken off. I'll have to have a look at it. Masters um, week. You gotta wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But we go watch go watch the interview with him. Um so Chris Vernon with um Subpar. It's Subpar, yeah. it's a phenomenal interview. It's so good. The okay. guy is electric and his story is fantastic. Subpar, is that Colt Nost? Yeah, Colt him. and Drew Stoltz, sleazy man. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Sleazy. Uh, yeah, anyway, looking at the results here, I would have been better probably. I've already picked Aaron Rice, so he would have that. But um, speaking of other podcasts, and we've seemed to be doing a little bit of it, so let's continue with that theme. Uh, I started listening to, halfway through, uh, the No Laying Up interview with uh, Thagala. Did you, have you, either yep. of you two guys? I'm about, I'm about the same. I was halfway I through yeah. and he, then flicked over to the Mexico um, review. It seems like, a, you know, seems like a great guy, good story, you know, hmm. just playing pretty well. So good luck to... Um, Mr. Thigala for the rest of this year. He should hopefully goes all right. Um, where did uh, my guy, uh, Abe say? He was T42. Yeah. Let us down a little bit down there with Kevin Nah. But um, all right. Kevin, Kevin Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else do we have? We had the um, uh, Marina Alex. So Marina Alex took out the. Uh, yeah, she the, did. The um, Palos Verdes Championship at uh, Palos Verdes Golf Club. Um, Jin Young Ko. Disappointing. Hannah Green, Hannah Green really uh, let me down there. That was she was my bet this week on the LPGA, and she was leading after the second round and the third round, and just had a uh, yeah a bit of a scrappy even par final round. She really battled on the weekend for the first three or four holes. I think she had a bo- two bogeys in the first three holes, both of the Saturday and Sunday, and uh, really struggled. But um, yeah, again we talked about it the other week. You know, Aussies on that. West Coast, um, Hannah Green played really, really well, and and Minji was really um, right up there at the start of the week as well. And she finished thirteenth. So, and the other thing as well, good it's form. good to see. It's really good to see Lydia Ko actually playing really good form, really yeah. good week in, week out. Yeah. Actually, well, Minji Lee's little interview, if you've seen the clip, that was quite funny. The Lydia Ko one. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to my wife about it today. She said that's great. It's good. I said absolutely. It's good. Just funny because the for the. Uh, oh, I left him speechless. But the thing speechless. is, I know. I think. Um, oh, can't remember the episode where we talked. Uh, I think um, this was a while ago, Ross. That we talked about, and I think it was when Stacy Lewis had taken a year off, and I was having a little rant on the um, the disadvantages that women take because of just you know they've got to take time off to have children and all that sort of stuff, and then how they basically almost like lose status and there's all these other disadvantages and there's nothing, there's no umbrella for them to to protect their career. And then, you know, Minji Lee's interview when she's talking about, you know, it's like another thing that that women have to deal with that I never thought about impacting them just playing golf, never thought about it. And it's like, it was just, again, it's another one of those things that they have to deal with. If um, like me, you haven't seen that interview, where should you go and look that up? Uh, Insta. 
Yeah, Instagram. Okay. I'll be on the golf channel. Yeah, yeah. Um, basically, yeah. The, the the story is just for anyone who doesn't get, get to find it. Effectively, at the end of the round, uh, the commentator asked her, like, at some point in the round, she's getting some physio, some treatment. They said, "Is everything okay? You know, is there anything you need to worry about long term?" And she said, "Like, well, no." And um, she paused for a second and said, "Well, it's actually just that time of the month." And when I'm, you know, effectively getting cramps, my back gets all twisted up and sore and knotted up, and effectively get the physio to really just get me a massage and settles my back down a bit when easy answer but that is certainly not what the commentator was expecting yeah. her answer to be and nope. it just threw him for a loop um, yep. but it was really good like he, he you know she she answered it could not have answered it better hmm. um and my wife who doesn't like golf follow golf i was even talking to that story uh, in the last couple of days and she's yeah, yeah. Well, what else was she was going to say? I'm like, no, 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 I'm not having a go. Like, I'm just saying it's really good <laughs> that she said that. Like, yeah. it's, and she's like, yeah, it's great. Okay, yeah, cool. Um, it looks like we've got another. Yeah, we should. Uh, I need to keep out an eye on the uh, LPGA tour for a top Scott Gemma Di- Gemma Drybra. Uh, you might call it Jib- Dryberg, but uh, Dry. I'd call it Drybra. Um, finished at T21, so we'll keep an eye out for Gemma. Uh, my friend. Uh, Gabrielle McDonald is uh, what was trying to come out before something got stuck in my throat. Made the cut on the weekend. She probably hasn't had the greatest uh, time in Australia, but she was up there with family on the Gold Coast. Made the cut at the New South Wales Women's Open, which, talking about tips, leading into the tips, Mike, um, I think you had that covered. Well, the, the... Oh, pure, purely by fluke, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you heard it here effectively, first. Effectively, we didn't know who, who Ma, Ma, ja, Ma Stark was. Maya, Maya Stark. Maya Stark, Maya Stark. yeah. And... Uh, we what, Game noted, of Thrones? We noted that she was, uh, yeah, she was from the family of Starks. Um, that Don't she was the favourite, and we and we didn't know her, and um, we looked at a little bit of research, and yeah, the money was right. She won. She's and, um, le- yeah, legit. Won well, fifteen under, fifteen under. Johanna Gustafsson uh, it was a European stacked uh, leaderboard for the first four positions. Uh, Magdalena Simmermarker from Argentina. Uh, Michelle Thompson from Scotland. Yes, we had a Scott up there in T4, but also uh, Cassie Porter. Now, I've interviewed Cassie Porter on the um, Mental Mastery Golf Podcast. She's a fun uh, fun young golfer who turned pro at the start of the year from Sunshine Coast, plays out of, uh, plays out of uh, Parisian, up there, knows Herbie, that sort of thing. Really great young golfer, so she's got a lot of talent. Good to see her you know, get a result in that uh, T4 position. Lydia Hall, Lydia Hall's been out here in Australia, pretty much played all of the player series and stayed over until um, I think she'll probably go back and play uh, the rest of the LET now that uh, the swing heads back into um, back to Europe, into the warm parts of Europe and the season's finished here. But Lydia Hall, great golfer. She's, um, I think, been an Order of Merit winner on the Ladies European Tour some time ago. Solid golfer. And uh, young Sarah Hammett uh, in T8. Uh, rounding out the leaderboard there, young amateur. Good to see. What else? Uh, Harrison Endicott was a great result for uh, a young Aussie man out there on the Corn Ferry Tour. I don't know a lot about Harrison Endicott. I'm sure there's probably a couple of Australian podcasts that have interviewed him. Go and check those out. The 19th tee, they, they've probably um, done Harrison Endicott interview. Uh, but it's just good to see a young man, very emotional. Obviously had some ups and downs in his career. Uh, mm. Emotional at the win, rightly so. But um, what does that get him for winning on the Corn Ferry? Does that get you automatically into the PGA Tour, or no? It just gets no. you more points for the end of season. No, he's just 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 earning more money to try and finish in that top, top twenty-five. Top twenty-five, yeah. Yep. So just yeah. a reminder: top twenty-five automatically get promoted. Yeah. The 
others come down, and then there's the the playoffs there's for the another, rest. There's another race for 25, yep. and then there's some other yep. just weird stuff that they have yeah, at the end of the season. It's yeah. like the it's final so final gets in, and only the it's all there's so many other things where it's like if you play these three events and you're here in the world rank, it's like yep. I don't know. So it's like a that, Rubik's cube. Yeah, that's like how Aaron Rye and Herbie sort of just came in, went bang bang. There's your tour card. You can't get beaten in this final series, and then you yep. move on. So, so yep. Harrison gets some more money. He gets some more points, and he'll hopefully finish. That gets him towards. They reckon if you win sort of once and have a couple of you know a good few top tens, like you, you pretty much get that sort of solidified. That's enough to do the numbers to get the points right. Yeah, I think it's like if you get two, it's like it's pretty much sort yeah. of a guarantee. Yeah, um, I think they still do battlefield for three. If you get three in a season, I think you automatically get a provisional card still. Yeah, right. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, automatic elevation, I think. It yeah, is. something like that. Yeah. But I mean, he's, uh, and I, I didn't know much about the win as well and didn't know much about him either. But I mean, he's shot 63, 67, 64, 70. He's one by five. So he hasn't just snuck in. Hmm. He's one by five. Um, some of the names underneath Eric Barnes, Chris Ventura. Sam Saunders, uh, these guys have been playing on and off PGA Tour, Justin Sir. I mean, he's beaten a reasonable field, Josh Teeter. I've had a look at his um, data golf page. And, yeah, I mean, it's funny because you don't get the strokes gain data uh, off the Corn Ferry Tour. But if you look at him this year, he hasn't been going too well. He's probably only had one tournament where he's finished above the field in strokes gained, uh, a stroke, strokes gained average. He finished T19. That was back at the Bahamas in January. The last couple of weeks, he's you know, or the last three tournaments he's had, he's had the cut. He's then he's uh, t sixty five and then cut again, and, and I mean he's lost three and a bit strokes to the field. This week he's beaten the field two point eight strokes to the beaten the, the above the field average, um, and had a win. It's just one out of the box. It's fantastic. Yeah, well his his corn ferry rank he was a hundred and three before the win, and now he's twelfth. There you go. So yeah, straight up. Yeah. yeah, and his his interview, which is on corn, the go to the Corn Ferry Instagram, was quite interesting. Right, he's like not enjoying golf. I can't remember if he said he didn't hate it. He said he's not having a lot of fun, not liking it, and um, yeah, not expecting that. You know, maybe it was one of those things. Right, he's just kind of let go and just thought, whatever. Yeah, can happen, and it's, and it's paid off. Exactly right. right. Exactly right. Um, let's keep uh, chortling on. Catalonia Championship, I didn't watch a lot of that. I, I was too busy on the night time. I had this night time work over the weekend. You missed uh, out. I did? You missed out. And the followers, uh, I know Hammer Towel and Ginger Ninja, I think it was, both messaged me. They were very happy because on the Secret Squirrel Twitter account, um, the winner was on there in the picks. He was about 40 to 1. Adri Arno, uh, and he shot a lazy seven under in the final round to catch up to the leader, and the leader uh, couldn't get there. Went, I think it went to about six playoff holes. And, um, yeah, Becker, Oliver, Oliver Becker. Oliver Becker, and, yeah. Um, yeah, so Arno wins in his first, and it was in Spain on home turf, so he was a very, very happy man, and there was a couple of very happy uh, My Love of Golf followers, which was which was good. Um, this, you mentioned the secret Twitter there. How, do you, how does it work? One find that, like without giving away. If they message you or me, they'll I'll we we can pass it on. Okay, all right. That'll be the best way to find out. Okay. And the last two weeks, it's had back to back winners in Europe. So I think it was Hammertail told me that on it. 
Oh, I can't say that. They, they, he said that I need to change the name of my Twitter account to European Tour Tips because that's pretty much what I'm good at now. So, um, <laughs> I won't say what it was from. Okay. But yeah, that no, was good. And they're good for me because it means I get another pair of shoes. Uh, Hammer tail up there in Brankston. Uh, well done. Um, if you collected uh, off the back of uh, the secret uh, Twitter tips, uh, well done. And also uh, the Ginger Ninja up there in uh, Stall, Victoria. Uh, well, yeah, Laurie Cantor, he was going along quite nicely. He uh, didn't, didn't finish it off. Who else was going up there that I was watching? I did watch a little bit. Ryan Fox. Always like watching Ryan Fox. I love watching Foxy. I just love watching Foxy give it a roost and outside of the commentary team. But um, Foxy must have had a bad round in there somewhere because he was leading for a little bit, minus six. Um, best Aussie down there was Scrivo, T18th. Uh, Wade missed the cut. Top Scott, Davey Law. And... Um, not much else to report. Maverick Ancliffe made the cut, plus four in the end, and uh, yeah, not much else. So, what no. about what about this week? Uh, what about this week, gentlemen? This week in Europe, they're off to the uh, Bet Fred. Ah, uh, the, the Bet Fred British Masters, British Masters. presented by Belfred. Boring. boring, correct? What's boring? Bet Fred British Masters. Belfry. Is it? It's at the. Is the is it at the, the British Masters at the Belfry? Yeah, right. Yeah. You're not, not a fan of the, the Belfry rocket? Outside of the 10th hole? Oh, that's you've, you've, we've talked about this in the past, haven't we? Because the Belfries, they, they redid that, didn't they? And they took away some of the holes that you liked? Is that right? No. No? What was that? What? They've had 50,000 Ryder Cups there. Yeah. And that's all I think. The, the, the 10th hole is great. And that's it. Is the 10th hole the one with the water around the back of it? Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, the front, front. Yeah, but but it's but they would have the tees up. So you, back in the old days, you could have it. Could you? Yeah, yeah. Drive the board and stuff. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, the one, yeah. the famous one that Seve, I think, knocked it on and yeah, yeah roosted yeah, one yeah, over the over the trees. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Was that the? Did they have a ride a cup there when Azinger hold it out of the bunker? Was that somewhere else? Ah uh, no, that was somewhere else. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because Belfry was eighty five, eighty nine. Actually, it was in 89, 85, I think it was going to be Glen Eagles. And 89, then they were back there again in like 93. Then it was Valderrama in 97. And I think it was, I did, don't think they had it back there again. Trying to remember the Azinger one. one. That's 2002, but I don't know what course it's at. Oh, okay. it's the Belfry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who, do we, the Belfry. who do we fancy? Who do we fancy for that? Uh, look, uh, I'm going to give a plug to a. Uh, a Twitter handle for anyone out there who does like having a look at these things and they want to have a look at probably the, the godfather of data lakes. Um, a guy called, uh, his Twitter handle smart golf bets. His name's Mike. He's a Kiwi. He's a very interesting man, but he shares up all of his data lakes every week. And, and for the, for the Euro tour, he's quite well for all around the world. He basically sets up an Excel spreadsheet that you can look at and he lists this person's recent form. And then their form at this course, no matter where you are. And the recent form could be whether you're playing on the nationwide tour or this or that. It's all there. Um, so I've literally just had a really quick look at his lists and cross-checked Mike's lists. Um, the names that I came up with, I think Cantor might go okay again. Um, Adrian Moronk. Moronk, is that how we say? And then I've got a bunch of... Um, a bunch of um, South Africans that I think I might go okay. Um, 
It was uh, Henny Duplessis. He's absolutely on fire at the moment. He's playing unbelievable golf. Uh, Daniel Van Tonder's going pretty well. Justin Harding. Uh, Ollie Becker obviously went well last week. And Dean Burmess is the other um, South African. But somewhere working around those haven't made a pick yet. But it will be a couple of those I'll probably have a look at. Is Westy playing at the at that? Uh, haven't. Oh, yes, he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah. The, the favourites are Bobby Mack, uh, Moronk. Am I saying that right? Yeah, Moronk. Uh, Sam Horsfield, Arno will struggle to go back to back. Jordan Smith always finds a way to lose. Uh, Laurie Cantor, Rasmus Hogard, Hogard, Danny. I was just about to say what no, you said. If I, if I, I, am I, did I get that, if I get that right, no. um, don't worry, Mike. If you don't, I'll always correct you. It's always Hogard. Hoygaard, uh, I think, is the way that it's. Um, Hoygaard, yeah. Well, Ras- Rasmus Hoygaard and Nikolai Hoygaard. The bombers, or well, but you can bomber. you can go with Hodgeguard if you like. Danny, but, no, I'm not going to go Hodgeguard. Right. Danny Willett, uh, Dean Mermester, and Lee Westwood, and then Nikolai. So there you go, and then Ollie Be- Ollie Becker and Richard Blaine and Ryan Fox, Thomas Detry. There's a few people playing. I'm going to go with Westy. There you go, because I listen to him and uh, I, I, I like Westy. I'm a Westy fan. He's warming up for the Saudi event. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting closer. Mm. Oh, he'll be playing. He'll be playing. I think the the the, the rumor today was. Greg said, Greg after after Greg third leg, Greg had said uh, he had they had fifteen of the top fifty signed until Phil lost the plot, and now it's fifteen of the top one hundred. So, yeah, it'd be interesting, it'd be very interesting. Well, it's only will be a month away. Mm. Mm. Rocket, um, have you had a look at it all, Rocket? Any anything from you on the uh, you know the ongoing developments with? Third leg, Greg Jeepers. I can't believe you said that. Um, CQ, CQ company might have got away. Uh, any any more on the development? That's a no laying up nickname. <laughs> I'm just running with it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Anything from you, Rocket, on that? Any any developments from your end that's passed your eyes? No. no. Okay, great. Okay, keep moving on. Um, Tips for the uh, PGA Tour at TPC Potomac. Uh, TPC form, Potomac. Now, for, former home of uh, guest of the podcast, Stephen Britton. Uh, he tended the greens and uh, managed that course while, what was there, the Wells Fargo? What else did he cover there? It was always the Wells Fargo. It was the quick and loans. 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 Sorry, my bad. So Steve, uh, and Stephen, before that, it was the Kemper Open. That was the Kemper. So Which Stephen has firstly twice. said, big shout. He said, say good day, Ross. Got some inside tips from Stephen this week. Uh, just checking on the course and who he thinks is going to win. And he said he's got – they've had eight mils of rain there because I think he played the course the other day and he's obviously he's at Chevy Chase home out the road. Uh, with more rain forecast during the week, I'd say it'll play long and on the soft side. We've had one of the coldest Aprils we can remember. So the rough hasn't totally woken up yet. It won't be very thick like it was when we played he, when they used to play a tournament in July. In his opinion, look for someone that hits it straight. He's a good iron player. Really small greens, hard to hit. Par 70, only two par fives, and it's loaded with tough par fours. So if you can figure out who ticks those boxes, you've got your winner. Um, you know, I, I talked about plugs and advertising and all that sort of thing, which we don't do a lot of. I'm going to give a plug uh, to us because I'd challenge anyone outside of maybe uh, the fried egg that can get a message to their listeners from the former director of agronomy at... The- <laughs> 
at, at this the course week's, of flying. at this week's PGA Tour course. If you can find me another Australian podcast that can get you tips coming down to the Data Lake specialist from the former director of economy who li- uh, economy uh, agronomy who lives and works down the road but used to attend the greens at this place, um, mm. bring that to me. But uh, Steve Britton, thank you very much. Appreciate that. Big thank you to Stephen. Give us your insights on any of the uh, PGA Tour courses that you've either worked at or um, been to. We appreciate that greatly. What a great man to have well, a Graham McGolf with too, by the way. Or Because they haven't even released the field yet, have they? No. Well, not that I can no. see here. Have you they got have. It? Yep. Yep. Who do you like? Oh, you don't know. I don't know. No, don't know the it's, not on, it's not on Google. Oh, Google won't help you. Um, I will tell you, I will give you the top, uh, I'll read through. Rory. Oh, it's in Teepster. It's in Teepster. It is in tape. Yeah. I'll just give you the favourites from the top. Rory, Corey Connors, Matt Fitzpatrick, uh, Tony Finau, Abe Ansar, Russell, Henley, Gary, Woodland, Keegan, Bradley, Seamus Power, Tyrell, Hatton, Cameron Young, Mark Leishman, Max Homer, Paul Casey, Siwoo Kim, Webb Simpson, Matt Kucha, Sergio Garcia, Jason Day, and then we're starting to stretch. Hmm. It's got Rory written all over it. Has Rory won this event before? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He's won the Wells, but it would have been. But not, not here. Quail it's a hollow. Quail hollow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But the yeah. thing is, though, if it's playing wet, because I know that um, uh, when it was the Quicken loans, I think I was looking at the data before, I think Abe Answer had finished high one of the years, I think. He did. When it was back here, when it was the Quicken. He did. Uh, good news is the data like, is uh, it's my data lake, so I can do what I like. Um, <laughs> instead of pulling in the oh, results, damn, I've already used McElroy. Instead of pulling in the results from uh, the Wells Fargo, I've pulled in the quick and loan results, so I can have a look at that straight away. Um, Abe Answer finished fourth the last time I was here at at TPC Potomac. Yeah, but if it's if it's going to play long, it's it's right. It's not in his. Yeah, it's going to be one of those ones. Like, it's, I think you balance up what Stephen's feedback was, and it probably mm. ticks what you would think, right? So it's going to it's play like a little long. bit of. You almost like need a little bit of everything, exactly, because you're going to need to be long if it's a little bit wet, but you need to hit greens. And even if the rough isn't very long, if it's damp at all, you don't want to be anywhere near. It. So you got to be hit, straight. Hit a, hit a lot of the fairways, correct? Um, yeah, greens being good around the greens as well. Yeah, and there's not a lot of people that are long and straight. It just doesn't work that way. The longer mm-hmm. you get, the normally the more offline you are. Yeah. Dec- decent money? Like I'm just trying to think, you know, am I keeping, yeah. once again? Nine mil. Yeah. So it's at least 1.3, 1.5, somewhere around there for first price. So silly me starts to think oh, I should keep Rory for a major. Now there's only three majors to go and, you know, like I probably kept eight players for, for a major, so that's dumb. So I'm going to have to start pulling out some big guns. I might go with Rory. There you go. Seen Rocket can't. Uh, I don't think I've tipped Rory. Ooh, so there you go, sneaky. I'm going. I'm going to pull the Rory card. And um, yeah, I'll. I guess when I, I, when, uh, I get, when I get to the open on the Tuesday beforehand, I'll probably still have enough time to make my tip live from the ground. Um, so I'll, will. I'll yeah, just don't miss it. through my list. And my, um, and the director of marketing will be on the ground at the PGA tour. So at uh, the PGA, he will. So he will. Doc, so. Doc about the PGA. Yeah. Um, I'll give you some time, Rocket. Oh, look, the Data Lake comes up with um, – I won't tell you who's on top. I'll tell you who's second. Cameron Young, Corey Connors, Russell Henley, Max Homer, Matt Fitzpatrick, Mark Leachman, Luke List. Um, of the guys that are there, and I've cross-checked with the Data Lake stats versus how they've gone at this tournament, 
and the guys that I've got on top are A Banter, Cameron Young, Mark Leishman. I'm going to find a fourth person, but the one that I'm going to be picking uh, is Keegan Bradley. So Keegan Ooh. Bradley is coming up as one of those ones when I did the sums and he came up on top in the data and then he has only played he once and he finished fifth. He finished fourth at the Zurich and eighth at the Valero in his last two starts. And I thought, wow, I found some magic here. This is this is too good to be true. He's got form at the course. The data says he should finish on top and he's got um, historical good form coming in. And I reckon he's about 100 to 1. He'd have to be. It's Keegan Bradley. I went and had a look. It was like thirty-five dollars. Like, of course he is. So he's my pick. He's 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 going to be my uh, one and done this week. Keegan Bradley, and I can guarantee I haven't used him because why would I? Keegan Bradley. <laughs> it's Keegan Bradley. Thumbs <laughs> no, it up. Uh, but the stuff I looked at was strokes gained approach off the tee, um, driving distance, like we talked about. I've I've changed the percentages on them so that they weight them differently. I've gone Cameron um, Young, the young gun. Cameron Young, yeah, no good pick. Yeah, look, Cameron Young. Rates probably the best overall, and the only thing he rates poorly in is strokes kind of approach. Everything else, he's off the charts better than anybody. Good golfer. Yeah, and I think if, if the rough's a little bit thin, it might work in his favour. Yep. Okay, Cameron. Yeah, no one else knows that. Just us, and Stephen. Keegan, Rory, Cameron. Done. Yep. In. Okay. There you go. Uh, if anyone wants to share their tips with us, um, please in advance. Please feel free to do that. We should uh, we can share them share them out. Who knows? Um, I've got a uh, I want to announce a little winner too. By the by the way, um, uh, winner of uh, so I said I do a giveaway. Uh, um, Darren Coburn is the winner of the towel towel and the hat. By the way, so Darren Coburn, I'll get the uh, um, towel and hat to you. Congrats. Um, what what did um, what did he do? I can't remember. He won. Good. He's a winner. So I'll, he's... Tell you what I'll, I'll tell you what I'll do this week. I'm going to give away something. Wow. Please be in a, please I only open to people in Australia because I don't know how I'd send it. I oh, know. Anyway, just there you go. Well, yep. All you got to do is comment on the video. Um, who do you think is going to win and why? That's it. Okay. And I'll pick one. And and I'll, the, put, them all, I'll put them in a hat and draw and and spin the wheel for for a King Island cheese pack. If they're in Australia, I will figure out if I'll be cheese. And if they're not in Australia or they're in a tough to get to place, it'll be some sort of King Island gift. Yeah. Okay. The Laguiel knife? Possibly a knife, possibly a board with some, a nice wooden board with some little cheese cutlery or something. Uh, I'm the, uh, being the self appointed king of pronunciations. If anyone wants to tell me exactly what those knives, you know, those French knives that you see with the, the rhinestone handle type thing that uh, you can get them for the cheese or the steak knife. So that, you know, you see them at those upmarket knifery and cutlery places. Is it Laguiel? Laguille? If anyone from French background wants to help me understand how to say Laguiel, because I've got one of those King Island uh, cheese knives. La Dangerous, that's what it should be called. No, I'm in the wrong hands. If you've got young triplets that might want to fight over the cheese knife, <laughs> they're fighting over the King Island Brie rocket. That's dangerous. But um, no, in, in, in my hands, the only thing that's dangerous is what's going into it and how much of it's going into my gob. Um, if there's any King Island Brie in this house, they know the role. They know where <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> there's no fights over it. Uh, anyway, uh, you, you, Daddy's win. got full control of that. Uh, what is in the the King Island merch uh, cabinet down there at King Island HQ? Yeah, when you when you lots lots. There's a lots. bit. Of, 
Yeah, is it like a like a like a, oh, a chef's apron? Like, it's like a chef's apron or something. Yeah, like but that? that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, but there's a shop online. People can go there and shop. People so like obviously King Island's pretty tough to get to. Yeah, uh, and it's pretty much the majority of people that would come through the shop would be golfers. I mean, everyone that's going up to Wickham goes straight past the the dairy and the shop, um, and on the way home they'll stop there, especially if they're on one of the Air Adventure tours. I know they stop through every time they come past. Part of the trip, uh, Heidi uh, would be probably Heidi from King Island down there driving the bus, and Heidi is the purveyor of. Um, uh, she's got a gin distillery and a, uh, a small distillery down there. That's her um, passion project, and she sells stuff. So she probably drives and past the distillery as well on the way back to the airport. Um, okay, so so you think they've got King Island golf merch that you might be able to? F- oh, okay, no golf merch. No. Fair enough. Not Just, that sort of shop. Yeah, it's a it's um, Claire and um, can't remember. The- girls names but Claire's there but um yeah the, the girls have been there forever and working very hard so make sure you're in there make sure you say good day uh this is the sample hoodie that I got done last winter that's um rode, rode the winter out and it's obviously got another gig uh coming in now uh, do you guys you want a hoodie you want a mile of a golf hoodie do you think we should I'm leading towards the merch should we get into this merch stuff so we try and you know, rather than me giving it away, I don't, I don't like taking money. I like giving stuff away. But you know, some sometimes someone's got to pay. You know, someone's got to pay. Should we should we try and flog a, bit, a couple of t-shirts and hats? Let me know what you think. Yep. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Just have yeah. all my little catch cries on there. Well, custom t-shirts, limited edition. If someone does, look, I'm going to put. Well, let's start with this. If someone wants. A T-shirt, right? This is a giveaway. I'll give this away. Um, you can comment on Mike's on the video. What was your What was the criteria, Mike? All you got to do is say who's going to win this week and why. Uh, or if you've got a favourite rocketism, we'll pick a, we'll pick a rocketism, at, or and someone will get the cheese pack and someone will get a rocketism custom T-shirt. <laughs> I will send them a custom. T-shirt with their favourite rocketism printed on it. Oh, it will be a special design, one-off with a rocketism, and we reserve the right to print that in bulk mass production, mass production based on its success. But um, you will get the first one. There you go. Are you ready, Ross? For what? Le gueule. <laughs> That's how you say it. Le French man saying it for you. One more time. Le gueule. Le gueule. You 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 might get a regular knife. Beautiful. Not past eleven o'clock at all, is it? Beautiful knife. Well, we did talk about. <laughs> no it. one's listening to this. Hey, we talked about it at the start. What are we talking about? Well, we don't know. We'll just you know, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get it done. We'll just yeah, you know, get it done. Yeah, you know, we'll get it done. I said last time we said we'd get it done. It went for an hour and twenty, and it was one of the most successful episodes we had. We're now at an hour fifteen. We're sitting here dribbling like fools. But people keep telling me that they like listening to the three men dribbling like fools. Anyway, that, I think that's enough of it for tonight. Anything else? Great. Uh, the nods of the head uh, suggest that we're all done, silent, done, done, dusted. Uh, everyone, thanks for listening. You all the stuff, uh, if you've listened this far, like, share, subscribe. You've probably already liked, shared, subscribed 75,000 times trying to win something that we give away. Um, if you are listening this far, we appreciate you and uh, we'll see you next week on the My Love of Golf podcast. La Yola. Woo!